Hallo und herzlichen Glückwunsch von hier in Regensburg, Deutschland. Hello and welcome to Regensburg in Germany, where we are in the middle of the von Turnen Taxis Schloss, the von Turnen Taxis Castle, and our host is Princess Gloria. We wanted to bring you, all of our great supporters, our readers and viewers of LifeSite News, a glimpse of a traditional, beautiful Christmas. We know we've been deprived of that at the White House over the last year, and unfortunately also at the Vatican for the last couple of years, actually the last number of years. So we wanted to give you a beautiful, Catholic, holy, real Christmas celebration. No better place to do it than here in Germany with Princess Gloria. She's going to take us through a number of things. First of all, the beautiful Christmas market that they have right here in the castle. These walls of the castle surround the most glorious Christmas market in all of Germany. Please join us for a beautiful and traditional Christmas in Germany. So you have the Christmas tree on. So of course most of the things are culinary. Yeah. You can eat the Bavarian specialties, but you can also buy local handicraft. You see here you have the traditional, this is food that sweets that are always good. You also get in Oktoberfest, but here all the nuts is more for Advent. Yes, this is a typical time where because it's cold, you need a lot of calories, then you eat the nuts which are good for your nerves. <laughs> now here you have the traditional way that, for, for the uh, swine. This is pork, very nice pork. And of course in these temperatures you love to eat this kind of food. Very, very um, traditional for Bavaria. And look, this beautiful little Christmas tree. Isn't it wonderful? She designs it herself, as it is, it's fantastic. This is a stand to warm up. Because this is a high percentage liquor. We drink for the, for LifeSite News, for the international um, visitors or the international viewer of LifeSite News, we wish you a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We have to drink this because it's so cold now. <laughs> Merry Christmas. What do you think, Johnny? <laughs> Beautiful. It's very, very strong, but very good. Very, very good. It's got a, it's got a taste. It's very, very strong, yeah. but it's got a beautiful taste yes. underneath that. Beautiful. And of course, the sausages. That's uh -huh. very Bavaria. Look at the sausages. Oh wow. This is the and it's also very, very tasty, very strong. Come on, son. A little bit. <laughs> Let me remind you, the only way we can do what we're doing right now is with your support. And as you know, we're in the last couple of days before the end of our Christmas fundraiser, so we'd love it if you could support what we're doing to bring you tradition and truth from around the world. Let's begin as we always do at the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So I would love for you to tell us about Christmas in Germany. Yeah. I would love to. So Christmas has a great tradition, and it starts with the Advent, and we sit around the Advent, and we basically sing 
Christmas carols like we will do this afternoon. And the Christmas carols are nothing else but prayers sung. And uh, so through the Advent, you, you have special foods. And we have the Lebkuchen, we have uh, Spekulatius, we have a lot of sweets that are only eaten during Advent. Mm -hmm. You will not eat them in January. You only eat them in Advent, and they have special spices. And they, they are totally connotated with Advent and Christmas. And so um, everything that you eat and smell is something that remi remains in your tradition. So at, in the Advent, you also have special masses where you only have candlelight. Hmm. We call them the Rorate masses, um, candlelight mass, which is also beautiful. This is all to prepare for the arrival of Christ. And then, of course, finally, on the 24, which is Christmas night, we celebrate Christmas night. The Anglo-Saxon world celebrates Christmas morning. Mm -hmm. But here it is Christmas night, and the children believe that it's baby Jesus who brings them the presents. Mm -hmm. The angels, <coughs> we do not have Father Christmas. Father Christmas is a um, Protestant Anglo-Saxon invention. In the Catholic world, in Germany, it's Jesus, baby Jesus and the angels. The Italians, again, have another tradition. They don't have the same Christmas tradition. I think the only Christmas tradition that took on in the whole world was in the German-speaking uh, Austria, Switzerland, and Germany. And so what happens is on Christmas Eve, we all get dressed up very elegantly. The men put on a black tie. The ladies put on either a long dress or a cocktail dress. And we gather at five o'clock when it's dark outside and we have the, the candles lit and we sing our Christmas carols. And then one of us, or from, from the employees, maybe if there is somebody from the employees in the house, otherwise one of us will leave the room silently and will ring a bell. And then the children will say, we heard the bell, we heard the bell. And they, oh, that means that baby Jesus has just left. And baby Jesus is telling us we can come. <laughs> and then we go singing in a procession to the room which is decorated as a Christmas room. It will have a Christmas tree. The Christmas tree is a pine tree and it will be decorated with glass balls and um, candles. Um, when you can stay with the, with the tree, you can use some real candles for the smell. Otherwise, better use the electrical because <laughs> we already had an incident in the family. A little boy burned. Oh, wow. Yes, because it, it, when it leaks <coughs> fire, it's very, very, it's very quick. Very quick. So we enter in the room and there is a lit Christmas tree. Everything else is dark and we will have the nativity scene. And we will kneel down in front of the nativity scene and we will read the gospel of Lucas. In these days, Emperor Augustus called everybody to be counted. We read this and then after it's finished, one of us reads it. And then um, um, we sing Stille Nacht, mm -hmm. maybe one, 
Strophe. And then when that's done, we open a champagne and we wish each other Merry Christmas and we give each other our presents. <laughs> and that can take some time because if we have 10 people in the room, it, it takes some. Then we go and have dinner. And then after dinner, we will wait until 11 o'clock. And then we go to church. Wow. <laughs> very late at night. And uh, and then after church, yes, the young stay up all night and uh, enjoy the the festivity. But uh, and then the next day on the twenty fifth, we go to church again, because it's Christmas Day, hmm. and uh, it will be a festive day as well. Everybody gets dressed up, and uh, we will gather not in the kitchen but in the drawing room and in the nice dining room. It will be beautifully decorated. And we will still enjoy our presence, and maybe something hasn't been opened last night. And we will open, we, we open presents, and we basically sit together and enjoy the Christmas cakes, the different Christmas sweets, and um, be together. And in Germany, do you still have the tradition where Christmas sort of starts on the night of the 24th? Does it continue on as well? Because in the old right, it used to go to February 2nd, but is there that continuation as well? Exactly. <clears throat> we go, we, we continue to. I know that uh, Vatican II stops, I think, on January 10 or something. We don't do that. We leave our Christmas decoration. I thought it's uh, February 7th. No, it is Lichtmess, we call it. Yeah. It is... February 2nd, until that day for us is Christmas. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Please have a drink there. Um, what is the... So my understanding is that the tradition of the Christmas tree, which really everybody has, but it comes from Germany. The, the Christmas tree is basically from its origini, original... It is a, a pagan thing. Mm -hmm. It's a pagan tradition that found its way into the Christian tradition. But that happened very often because the Christians of the old times who were missionaries were clever. Because why take away from the pagans the things they really love? Let's transform them and make them Christian. It's a much smoother way to missionary than to say that you, your stuff is all bad and you, it has to be abolished. No. So you, you bring in rites that are not harming. All the rites that are not satanic in any way can be incorporated in the Christian tradition. And that's exactly what happened. And that's why the tree has now a very fixed and very important role because also very decorative. A tree, a green, a, a tree that is green all year round and you, that you can decorate looks wonderful in the room. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Tell us if you know the, the, the story of St. Boniface and, and the Donar Oak. Oh, yes. Well, apparently <coughs> the, the, the Germanic people were not all, they had several gods which is very confusing, of course. But one god was um, uh, the oak tree. The oak tree was worshipped, and uh, Mother Earth, and I don't know, many, many gods. And that was a problem for the pagans, because the pagans 
if they served one god, another god was aggressive and jealous. So people were kept in, in fear because you could do one good, you did the other one something bad. So when Christianity came, in a sense, it was a great relief to the people that they, they, they learned that their God loves the human being and wants you to worship one God and not 50 and certainly not a tree. And when St. Boniface came and he uh, knocked down the tree and wanted to build a church or an altar instead, of course, the pagans got angry and um, he eventually he was killed. But his missionary work and his um, uh, um, legacy fell on very fertile ground because he started the Christianism in Germany. Mm -hmm. We would still be heathens today if we didn't have St. Boniface. Beautiful. And so the tradition of, of the nativity scene is a, is a very great tradition here in Germany. Um, in, <clears throat> in Rome, we always used to go and see the nativity scene. And then with, with Pope Francis, we had a couple of very strange ones. First, it was a scandalous one around homosexuality. But then the next year, we had the Martian one. <laughs> we didn't know how to describe it. But Germany has a lot of tradition in uh, both the carvings that are just so beautiful, I think probably more beautiful than anywhere else in the world. Uh, probably the, the most famous is uh, from uh, Obamagal. Yes. Where both crucifixes, but also the... The, the, carver, the woodcarvers, it's the home of the woodcarvers. But we have to say also <clears throat> Italy, especially Naples, I have a small collection of nativity scenes, which I would love you to look at. Oh, great. And I showed one. Uh, you, I hope you will take a picture of it also, because we, uh, we decorated the altar with it. Um, yes, Bavaria, especially Bavaria, has an old tradition of nativity scenes. And it's wonderful, because it shows the children what Christianity is all about. Because Christ was born, and with a message of the God, the savior of the world was born. Of course, the devil got into action and wanted to kill him immediately. And that's what we celebrate when, when, when we celebrate just a day or two before, on the 28th, we celebrate the children that were killed by Herodes because Herodes wanted no other king between, next to him than, than himself and he was fearing. And we, that's what we have today. We kill children in the womb of their mothers. That's nothing different than killing children altogether. And therefore, the, 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 the Christian message is so strong and the Christian um, iconography and the pictures and the, everything that you can see and touch is very important to teach the children what, what the religion is all about. What... Um there's great preparation uh, in terms of what you do to set up the crash. It's a tradition that it's not in America. Some people do it, but it's not nearly as uh, widespread and as carefully done with such, you know, concern and beauty as, as it is here. What do you think grounds it here? What do you think has held up that tradition here? Well, because, of course, Europe is 
thousand-year-old Christianity, and of course the traditions are given, passed on generation by generation, and it, it, it follows a protocol. For example, in our country, for the Catholics, it's, it's not seen well if you put up the Christmas tree too early. The Christmas tree has to be up on 24th before you only have the advance cards. <laughs> so everything follows a, a, a protocol and has its time, and it makes it more fun because it is, there's more variety in what's happening during these four weeks. And um, the, 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 the crash, as you say, or the, the nativity scene, for example, we do not put the three kings until the three kings' day. Or if they are there, they are far out. If you have like <coughs> like the one on that I have on the other, it's a complete with with uh, merchants and the city life and there's a whole Napolitan scenery. But still, the musicians and the the and then closer to um, the three kings. Or January sixth. Yeah, January. They move further on in the <laughs> in the dramaturgy of the of the setting. Now. It's really funny because I think a lot of people regard a lot of the biblical stories as nearly fables. Yet, in more ancient countries, especially like Germany, there's a real, not only tradition, but history to it. In fact, the city of Köln, or Cologne, as they call it in, in, in America, is actually Dreikönigstadt, the, 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 yes. the, the city of the Three Kings. Why is that? Because they have this amazing relic, relic of the three kings. It's in a beautiful, large, uh, sort of uh, cathedral coffin, and it's where the bones are inside. And it is since I think eight hundred years. It is there, and so that's why it's called the city. And and. Um, a great veneration for the three kings because, again, the three kings show the international aspect and the, and the non-racist aspect of Christianity. It's the only religion that is totally not, not racist because everybody who joins the faith becomes brother and sister. And how can you be racist with your brother and sister? So, um, and, the, and you see with these three foreigners that looked so totally different than the population in Israel is, is also a sign that the Christian message has spread all over the world. And these very high and mighty persons have said, oh, we have to go and worship. Mm -hmm. And they go for this very, very long trip to find baby Jesus in the cradle. What are your... Um, what are your favorite saints? Okay. Oh, that, that's a very difficult one because I am surprised every day when I read in my saint book the saint of the day. And um, I must say I encounter so many fabulous saints and um, I like the saints because I like the history of the early Middle Ages. And because what they had it so tough in those days because it was ice cold in the castles. And for example, I like very much Saint Elizabeth. Saint Elizabeth was a daughter of a king and she got sent to Bavaria to be a queen here. 
and her husband was not very nice to her, but still she was trying to do her very best and she was very kind to the poor. I like Elizabeth very... Elizabeth of Hungary. Elizabeth of Hungary, okay. exactly. And then I like very much also Saint Teresa from Lisieux, and I like very much Saint Teresa from Avila, and I like I like so many. I like also very much um, at Saint Teresa Avila's very very good friend Saint John, and um, of course I love Saint Bernadette. Hmm. And because she helps the sick. And I like, of course, St. Anthony because he's so helpful. Just the other day, he helped me again. I lost three things, three things I lost. And I said to St. Anthony, St. Anthony, I don't know what I did wrong. Maybe <laughs> I didn't pay you. I cannot believe I never paid because that's you cannot do if you promise him because it's for the poor. <clears throat> if you promise St. Anthony, you're giving to the poor. But if you don't give what you promised, you're going to lose something else <laughs> and he is going to make it very difficult for you. <laughs> so I was asking him, did I ever not pay you? Please, please, please. I know that you will help me. And sure enough, <laughs> the three things reappeared. <laughs> Beautiful. Hey, friends of LifeSite News, I hope you have enjoyed our traditional Christmas here in Regensburg, Germany. We are standing right now on an 11th century stone bridge. And here you are, you can hear bells tolling in the background, uh, iconic clock behind us here. This is a traditional glorious Christmas, which we've been so happy to bring to you. We couldn't do this without your support. I want to thank you for that. And we're not going anywhere. In fact, if you tune in tomorrow, we're going to be talking with Princess Gloria again about traditional faith in Germany. You want to catch that for sure. And we'll be back also on the 26th. Remember, Christmas just starts now. We're into the last week of Advent. Christmas just starts on the 25th. And on the 26th, we'll be back again with another piece with Princess Gloria. And we'll be looking at her feeding the poor, hundreds of poor, every day for the last more than 100 years here in Germany at the Tonentaxis Castle. From Regensburg, from Jim Hale behind the camera, and myself, John Henry Weston, we wish you a happy and holy Christmas. May God bless you. Mm -hmm.